All right, all right, all right, you guys. It is Moving Motivation on Monday, and I hope you got your butts up moving, getting it active, getting all your juices flowing, your blood flowing through your veins. I know you hear all this noise on the background. I'm actually getting in my vehicle because I have to go to an interview. Yes, I have to be there for 7.30. I don't know exactly how it's going to go. I'm very optimistic that it's going to go positive and it's going to go in my favor. Yes, honey. Um, I need some goodness, goodness. But if I don't, then I know that that's what God has planned for me. And I will try my best not to go in the disappointment if it doesn't go the way I want it to go. Um, and actually, it's, it's, I've done it before. It's deceptionist. Um, so, you know, just part time to get my juices flowing to get my mind open and all that amazing stuff yeah that's what I'm trying to do anyway but first off God is good he continues to bless me and my family's blessed and while another day above ground is always a blessing and for coming over to my world and listening to my podcast she me her girl appreciate you and I thank you for tuning in you can also go over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, Rika, and you can subscribe to me, and it will give you all my updates when I upload all that magic stuff. You can also email me at Anita Love to Hate to Hate at gmail.com. That's Anita Love to Hate to Hate at gmail.com. Um, yeah, on my podcast today. Question. Questions that someone sent to me, and there's a lot of questions, so I'm not going to answer all of them. But what I do is I'll try to break them down um, and try to answer some of them every, um, at least, I'm going to do at least 10 this morning. Um, so, let's get into this, okay? How old would you be if you didn't know how old you are? Ooh. Probably be 22 again. <laughs> uh, I, I probably would. You know, there are some things that I didn't get to do, some things I didn't get to experience. And there are things that 22 year olds should, should have known that I didn't know until I was 30. You know? You know that saying when they say treat every day as if it's the first day of the rest of your life or career. I, you know, if I'm going to be technically honest, at that time I didn't care if it was Monday or it was January 1st. The other six days of the week or 364 days of the year work too. Like that, I didn't think about it that way. Um, When they say time is not money, time is time. Money is money. Lose one. And you can earn it back, lose the other, and it's gone forever. Now, does that sound like they're equal? Hell no, they're not equal. So, yeah, those are things that, some of the things, or you'll make a lot of mistakes in your life. You know what I mean? You don't need to think about it. And you're better off making those arrows of commission rather than omissions. When you look back, you're much sorrier for the things you didn't do. As opposed to those you did along those same lines, I don't think it would matter much 
what choice you make as, as much as it would be the conviction which you make them. So I would have been more committed to everything I do and I would have took the job I wanted even if it was a risk when I was younger. Um, I'm going to be honest. Um, oh, technically I don't believe there's any such thing as failure. Right. Now, everybody knows that that word itself is in the dictionary, but nobody ain't never noticed it just like I ain't never noticed that one in my life perhaps is because I don't believe in what it looks like or what I look at or however you want to word it I believe in how I see it even though a lot of times I play alone um the embarrassment of failure is a way it's just easier than the responsibility that comes with success now if you if you think you can't then I believe that you won't if you think you can I believe you will and even if you don't succeed, winners still think that they did. And it's not delusional. It's called mastering your psyche. Um, I always feel like you never should be afraid to try new things and everything that you want is on the other side of fear. And so those are things I didn't learn to way after, but I heard those things a lot. So, yeah. My next question. What is worse, failing or never trying? Definitely never trying is worse than failing, I think. Because if you if you did not try it or if you did not try to walk or you did not try to crawl again and again and again when you know, during your childhood and you stopped trying once you fail and you couldn't do it, then you never would have been able to walk. And that's why feeling failing to me is better than never trying. Um If you never try, that means, um, I don't know, I think, this question is, 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 is the core of my personal belief, to, to be honest, and I truly believe that so many people miss out on living and creating that very best life that they want for themselves or that they even envision and because of not trying they never really gave that life a chance of becoming reality for them and um with that in my opinion I think failure is unfortunately a required component of living a truly fulfilling, happy, successful, meaningful life. I know that failure is a huge fear for most people. And I will put down my goal to be an Orient and all that. You know, that I wear every day and I say it and I know I'm very self-assured, I, I, I feel. And I'm confident, but it doesn't matter how self-confident a person are. Because the truth is, failure is indeed a frightening thought to us all. Um, I put things on the line several times, and it was quite amazing. Um, the fear of failure, um, I think, isn't, I don't think it's the same as never trying. Um, 
I think to never have tried for me personally, that is life's greatest tragedy. I, I'll take the potential of failure any day of the week. I've never haven't had tried it all. You know? Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah, I think not trying would be worse than failing. You know, if you look around, most people that succeed have often failed at things and more than people in their lives. And that is because they tried more things and they learn from their mistakes. And, you know, while other people are just afraid to even try to do it, so they never accomplish much in their life. So I would say never, um, never trying. If life is so short, why do we do so many things that we don't like and like so many things we don't like? (sighs) Why do we do so many things we don't like? like so many things we don't do. I know it sounds special to be reading that question because I'm trying to process it as I read it. Um, not all the we do things that they don't like and like things that they don't do. Many of us quite clear are brave enough to do things um, that we like or at least explore and, and or start liking the things that we do now those sensible ones do not waste their time auditing someone else's kitty and, and hints and manage it pretty well and things of that nature um um i don't know i think Because all we do in life is not in total control of us and I think we have to consider the whole picture of it and I think ignorance for not trying truly being ourselves but living in denial and contrary to wanting to be um, what we see because it's easier I think um, that would be it but first I'm going to talk about myself not about we. Not all the we do things that we don't like and like things that don't do. Um, many people um, let me go here. Why do some people engage in things that they don't like? They are sheep disguised as humans who love following the herd without any reason or analysis. These are risks of our souls and probably until anyone dares them to wreck their brain, anyone dares to muster some courage or move out of the comfort zone, the concept of liking the work engaged or whatever, or if 
they come across people successful in doing something that they tag that as the next big thing to be done to be successful, I think that they assume that they can get the same success that they do it and without even exploring the basics or even caring um, enough to identify their interests or their own opportunities, I think they rush and get themselves rolled in those herds of other people. Um, what else can I expect apart from disliking? Um, why do some people like things they don't do or cannot do? There's no tax on liking or loving anything. You don't have to pay taxes on it. And every person can and, and has the right to like anything and everything and will continue to do so. Until the grass appears to be green on the other side. I mean, it, it only... It is only living that is taxable, and you will not find many liking that. Um, that's just my opinion. I don't know if that answers the question. Um, but I think because life would be a lot shorter if many of them didn't do many of those things that they didn't like. And I think they wouldn't really like those things if um, they don't do it or if someone else actually did them. So, um, I don't know. Okay, when is all said and done when you have said more than you've done? Um, probably, because I've argued with people and I hate arguing about my opinion of things or my views on things. So, probably so. Number five. What is the one thing you most like to change about the world? Ooh. Mm. That's a good question. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's a few things. But it's a, what is the one, what is the one thing you'd like to change about the world? Um, I think, I think if there were one thing I could change about the world, um, I think it would be. Probably racism and hatred. I think that would be the one thing that I would change if I could, if I could change. Um, oh God, you know, it's one thing. That's the thing I can't. Um, oh yeah, it would have to be racism and hatred. I think it's normal to want to change things. And I don't trust people who say they have no regrets. Because really, how you don't? None at all. Seriously. Okay. Not the time you talk back to your mom, your grandmother, or you made your, your sister or your parents cry. Not the time that you lollygagged at work and you got fired. No. I don't believe that. It's impossible to live a free life of regrets none of us are perfect and we don't always do the right thing for ourselves by ourselves or for others um 
So I think I don't know. I um I that would be the one thing that I changed. Um yeah. Racism and hatred, that would be the one thing that I changed. I mean, there are many things that should be changed about this world. And, you know, those are all things that many people would change about the world. But, you know, I don't know. I think there should be less emphasis on people, on students' grades. I think there should be better education, affordable housing and health care for everybody. I think there should be better treatment for children. Um, I think it should be better treatments for animals. I think there should be more openness towards the ideas that conflict um, our own. I think we should end this global warming, this crime, war, racism, terrorism, cancer, pollution, poverty, climate, um, the climate change. I, there are so many things that I think that there we should there should be that we should change those are all things that many people would change about the world but I want to try to think about it more clear you know because to change things you have to understand like why are there so many problems in our world today and I think one word would be human greed I do um And I think human greed causes a lot of racism. So if I could change one thing about the world, I would eliminate the human greed. I think human greed is at the core of most of our world's biggest problems. So I would get rid of human greed, and that would help eliminate a lot of those things that I mentioned that a lot of people would change about this country, this world. Okay. If happiness was the national current currency what kind of work would make you rich Hmm. nursing no doubt nursing um would definitely make me happy um and I have a lot of a, a lot of things to, to do fire accomplish that. I mean, nurses play a significant role in hospitals and clinics, also in private practice as well. And they make up the biggest healthcare occupation in the United States. Um, there's a variety of different job duties that nurses do. They can, you know, communicate in between the patients and the doctors. They caring for the patients, administering medicine. They're supervising nurses' aides. They're doing a lot of work in, in coming in regards to um, um, in regards to their duty so yeah and it makes me happy so yeah so accomplish my goals being RN that would make me happy currency of RN baby um, number seven are you doing what you believe in or are you settling for what you are doing um, at the moment I'm doing what I'm settling for to get what I believe in so I'm setting in settling in this temporary state of different positions to get 
my ultimate um, occupation that I believe in and I'm fighting for is to be an RN. And I wouldn't really consider it settling. Um, I just would consider it working towards. So, yeah. All right, I'm going to take a brief break, you guys, and um, I'll come back with number eight through ten. Don't go anywhere. right you guys i am back it is 60 degrees out here i know plenty of people like oh my god that's not cold that's not cold um but i'm cold but again i'm always cold ask anybody my feet is always cold just saying now i did some questions and i left off with my last question was, are you doing what you believe in or are you settling for what you are doing? And the way I kind of explained my answer, I said that I was setting, setting, settling for my long term goal. Well, I'm not going to consider that settling um, because I'm working on my path for my destination of becoming an RN. So I'm doing what I believe in and the situation I'm in now is working where I'm working or not working or whatever this situation leads me to a part-time job or whatever is to get me my long-term goal of RN once I finish school and all that good stuff. So that's my answer. I kind of rumble a little bit, but I hope you get it. Anyway, number eight question is if the average human lifespan was 40 years how would you live your life differently hmm if the human lifespan was 40 years how would she meet her Anita live her life differently um well you know life is the lifespan is decreasing nowadays like people ain't living it long life you know Earlier people, they used to live like 90 to 100, but now it's difficult to even lead, live to even stay healthy till you 40 or till you 50 and 60 years old. Um, I think life cannot be counted in years. And it is rather, to me, I think it's counted by how you lived your life and how you make the most of it. Um, I think some of us practice that we can follow or we just... Um, Educate ourselves as education is the biggest weapon. I do believe that. Um, follow our heart. Um, but I think we should take our head along with us, you know. Um, and this means take calculated risks into extent. Um, love yourself. That is very, very, very important. Um, eat to live, live to eat. And <laughs> some people say eat to live, but don't live to eat whatever um love your parents and most of all realize that you're important um when we uh when they die how important your parents was earn save and spend and remember calm is a bitch revenge may be sweet but it's fruit or bitter um no if 
I, if I had to live my life, how would I live my life differently? I would live my life to the fullest. I would let everyone know that I love them. Um, I would spend more time with my family. Um, I would take more trips. Um, because if the lifespan is 40 years, then I'm pretty much getting ready to go. I'm just saying. Um, so that's what I would do. Um, I would, I would, I would just live. I would laugh in that moment. I would enjoy my family and friends. I would travel more. Um, and I would, I would do more for the needy and the homeless and and battered women, like people that need help. I would do more, um, than what I'm doing now, because that means I only have a short period of time. So, you know, make my time more useful. And I think that's what we as people should be doing now. Um, so I would definitely be doing that more of what I'm doing and better. (laughs) All right. Number nine, to what degree have you actually controlled the course of your life has taken to what degree have you actually controlled the course your life has taken? Oh, the course your life has taken. Um, I think it's about half my choice and just have God and good luck. I think, I mean, I had my life kind of here it is. You know what I mean? Like, I had some things planned, some things wasn't planned. Um, I wanted to be Aryan. That was my plan. It didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen. Um, but, you know, like I said, my point is it took me a different way. You see, as we grow up and we mature, we change. And the things that we may have wanted when we were younger you know, we often left behind and, you know, we just reach for new or different things. We seek different things. It's kind of like we grow into who we really are. Now, of course, it is easy. And I think it's, I'm not going to say easy, but I think it's up to us what we choose, you know, or accept to do. But I think a certain amount of luck is also needed too. And I think you have to have faith and you have to believe. Um, Life is ultimately, um, I think it will take you where you're supposed to go. And I think if you pay attention, you'll see that. Um, I think when we feel like we're completely in control of our life, I think that we're actually showing our ignorance. Um, because we have no control over our life. Um, I feel and believe that is already planned, it, which can even change based on the realization of our ignorance, of course. Um, but this really is a hard to explain. It's hard for me to explain this because, you know, I can say that I try to take as much control as possible and I leave the rest to fate, to God. Um, I don't mean... Um, Let's say academically wise with, with me being in school, I study my ass off. And because um, I was separated into different, you know, streams when I was younger, 
um, to where this actually mattered a lot. I don't mean to stereotype, but when I eventually got into a better stream, the people I met um, in my work study, in my work group, uh, were really good people, were really awesome. But this also meant that I lost um, time with my friends um, who were in, you know, those previous streams and things of that nature. And we did end up different um, today than what we would have happened if if I remained in the stream. Um, I think the way we control the course of our lives leads us to, like, different kinds of people. And ultimately, how we end up as, of course, it, it includes... M- you know, discussions and your actions with your life as well. Um, I actually thought this question would be really easy to answer. You know, but (sighs) that's it. My last question. Are you more worried about doing things right or doing the right thing? Are you more worried about doing things right or doing things the right way? Mm. See, now this should be an easy question to answer. But, you know, the way that I think, um, will make my answer what I would say of the choice that I would say subjective in concepts you know I I'm looking at this question from the mentality that I like to do things very well but I think until I realize that doing something well can just can be just as subjective as figuring out what the right thing is to do so I have to just speak and figure out this answer as I go (laughs) you know okay so let me start with doing the right thing I mean I'm not sure what the right thing is in in many cases I don't um the right thing um can be based on my perspective of what would be you know there's one thing that is important to note when it comes to me answering this question is that I don't do illegal things or things that will hurt people like selling drugs or um, committing violent acts or, you know, stealing. So it's even more difficult for me to say what the right thing is because my options um, as it relates to right versus wrong are more about uh, good cop versus goody goody cop as opposed to right versus wrong you know what I mean you know a strong argument can be made that it's more important to do the right thing because if the choice is between two things that aren't bad then maybe one would be better than another then the framework would be created that may facilitate a good result and even if it doesn't at least it was the right thing which should create an you know an acceptable result you know what I mean I mean it should be 
consider that there are some things where the outcome of being good at something is a negative. Um, for instance, if someone could be a master at kicking people in their nuts, but that doesn't mean that that person should do it. It's just because they are good at it. Then there will be a lot of sore nuts. And if a master nut kicker decided to host that, that craft just because they have that skill, you know, when will somebody look at that way you know the answer is doing the right thing because kicking people low just because you can't is not doing the right thing so what I'm trying to say is that as subjective as much of the world is there are things that are just wrong and you know we can't buy into the idea that there's any value at all in doing the wrong thing the right way obviously lines can be blurred you know there's a middle ground and that not everything is good versus bad or bad versus worse or good versus better, you know? Um, that's just like if someone cheated on their significant other. Um, it's not the right thing, which means there are little value in doing it right. What would be the right way to cheat on your significant other? You know, making sure the sex is good, making sure you don't get caught, telling the truth eventually. You know what I mean? But at the same time, there's an argument that going against your heart isn't the right thing either. I mean, there is always a third argument that not cheating but being upfront about leaving that, that significant other because you fell in love with someone else. That may uh, that, that may not be right either, especially if there are children involved, you know. So in that case what's more important is trying to figure out the right thing to do or doing the best you can and trying to make whatever decision made work as best as possible as you can. I mean, there are times where, you know, determining what's right is so subjective that it's better to just do whatever you want to do as well as you can. Um, I, I answer this question as someone who likes to be good at things. You know, I try to be good at parenting, at being a friend, at my job, housekeeping, you know, as a sister. Whatever I'm doing, I like to be good at. And at the same time, that goes back to my point, what I said before, that I am choosing to do the right thing. Well, that is not the question that is being asked. It is relevant because I like to be good at things. So that would lead me towards doing things well, as opposed to the right things, I guess. Well, I guess I need a new segment because I'm going to say this. If the question is asking what is more important to me between doing the right thing and doing things well, as opposed to asking what I would rather do the right thing or the wrong thing well then the answer is doing things well if the question is asking if I had to choose between doing the wrong thing well and doing the right thing then I would choose doing the right thing and I know I did a lot of blabbing but I hope that makes sense so it would be I would choose to do the right thing like I said this answer is kind of complicated it's not just set in stone on what you were saying and how you would do things um, 
yeah, those are my 10 questions from here. Um, I did have a question that someone sent me. I'm trying to see if I could pull it up. Um, I need a love to hate to hate. I got it, you guys. It's from Kiddo. It's a... How in the world did Wallamello become a black thing? Like, everybody should love watermelon. Is this stereotyping or what? Uh, this is definitely stereotyping. This goes way back. Um, I think um, the origin of where this originated from, I think it would be pretty shocking to a lot of people. Um, watermelon was a symbol of economic freedom that free blacks sold. Um, now there were some whites, um, angry over what they found with this newfound freedom, um, created this stereotype to turn watermelon to something shameful. And by the way, um, federal statistics show blacks aren't the most, um, of the consumers of watermelon in the United States. The numbers show that Asian and Hispanic consumers eat the most watermelon per capita. Um, whites and blacks are in a virtual tie. Um, well behind those groups, just so we know. So, um, it's just a stereotype that they put on black people. Um, so, yeah. Another question... I need a love to hate to hate. I heard your episode on the N-word, but why do we call each other the N-word but get upset when a white person uses the N-word? Um, I've answered this question before, and um, I'm going to try to take another stab at answering this question again, um, especially if you listen to the episode. I think of the N-word like playing with fire. If you don't respect what fire can do, if you've never been burned by it or burned someone else and dealt with the consequences, then you should never pick it up. You should never put your hands in it. You should never try to walk in it. You should never try to run through it. Most people are not adept at this kind of flame throwing. Even if you look at um, the late Richard Pryor, he was a grandmaster of the N-word, if ever there was one. But eventually he said he would not use it anymore. And, you know, but some comics like Louis C.K., he used it for both shock value and to make a point. And by the way, there are clips um, on TV-MA that you can, you can see it. Now, let me be clear, though. Many black people get upset at being called the N-word, no matter who say it. So... It's, it's one of those things that I feel that if you don't like it, the outcome of what's going to be. If you don't know what the outcome is going to be and you don't know, you know, the environment where you're at and what you're trying to, then don't. Um, and, and my all-time favorite response is as a black woman 
I am tired of explaining why some black people hate to be called that word. I don't like anyone calling me that word. Black, brown, Hispanic, white, whomever. And in my conversation of day to day, I don't use that word. And when people that know me hold a conversation with me, they don't use that word with me in my presence because they know I think it's very disrespectful and demeaning regardless of what race they're saying. They, I understand that in the black culture, they have tried to take a negative word and try to make it into something positive in regards to how they communicate with one another. And some of them are okay with the non-black and brown people to use that word in conversation with them. But that's for your group. That ain't for my group. I don't want them using it. I don't want my own using it. It's offensive and it's disrespectful. And the fact that we're still having this conversation of why we can use it and others can't is beyond the fact of why would you even want to use it? Why do you even care that black and brown people use it with each other? Why do you care? If you oh, if you wholeheartedly understand the root of where that word comes from and you understand that some black people and brown people feel differently about who can use this word and who's acceptable and how they feel about it and it's demeaning and disrespectful regardless of who uses it, why would you even want to use it? And why is this even still a conversation? Why is it still even a debate? Why is people still asking black and brown people why they use this word with each other but nobody else can use it or they don't want no one else to use it? Why are we still having this conversation? Just respect the fact that black and brown people have a problem with people using their word including their own and they don't want to use in their circle in their face around them directly or indirectly in their presence okay thank you all right that is it for me um um uh it's been real it's been real people um I did talk to the people about the job. Um, It didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Um, But that's okay. But um, I wanted to talk um, about um, violence. Putting down the guns and stopping the violence. And actually, um, that's actually going to be what I will be talking about on my podcast on Tell It Tuesday. My Tell It Tuesday will be putting down the guns. Um, but for your time and for your energy, you guys, for coming over and listening to me, she, me, her, you girl, thank you, and I appreciate you on this movie motivation on Monday. And I hope you accomplish everything that you need to accomplish today. I hope you went to school and handled your business and on books. I hope you went made your money, cleaned your house, whatever it is that you needed to do, went to that interview and killed it. Um, whatever you had to do today and you're moving in a positive direction, I hope you did it and I hope you succeeded. Again, you can catch me on Google, Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, Breaker, iTunes. You can email me at Anita Love to Hate to Hate at gmail.com. Again, that's Anita Love to Hate to Hate at gmail.com. You can also go to Anita Love to Hate to Hate WordPress.com. You know, I haven't put any pushed anything out in about the this month but i will be pushing out some more content and things of that nature um you can give me your opinions your 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 thoughts what you want to hear what you don't want to hear what you all that good stuff you can email it to me it's okay i welcome it i i encourage it to my listener support miss annie ann um miss carly cal and c turk thank you i appreciate you it means a lot to me anonymous one anonymous one-on-one 
Mr. E and your girlfriend. Thank you. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Tommy with Golf Coast Security, LLC. Um, if you need security, that is the company to call you guys. I kid you not. Um, they don't play. They're about their business. Um, so that is my time. Remember to stay true to yourself. Do not let anyone else's thoughts and opinion dictate who and what you think of yourself. Continue to push to be better every day than what you were the day before. When they go low, like the former first lady, we go high. Let your family and friends know that you love them today because tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Continue to push positively despite that negative energy that people keep bringing your way. And allow God to be God. Until next time, on Talk to Talk with your girl, Anita Love.